you've just opened and started listening to the best podcast episode ever with a very special guest and dear friend of mine, Andrea Crowder. Andrea is a business and nervous system strategist for spiritual entrepreneurs. I met, I use air quotes, met Andrea on Facebook over a decade ago and through our multi-level marketing business, we grew to be very close and I have had the honor of knowing her for many, many years and I am so excited to bring here her on here with you today to talk about a program of hers that has absolutely changed my life and that's not even being dramatic about it in the sense I'll share some of my personal stories and experience of how this has really helped me clear stuck trauma and really help regulate my central nervous system and this this is just absolutely incredible i know as you guys are going to be listening to this episode you're gonna fall in love with andrea i will of course leave all of her info down in the show notes um, you can find her on Instagram, love underscore Andrea Crowder, the link to the program that we refer to regulate. You guys, if you haven't invested in a course or program ever, this would be a really great one to start with because if you are used to listening to podcasts, this is one that is just as easy and convenient for you to consume as listening to a podcast episode. So I will leave that linked down below if you get regulate make sure you send me a dm on instagram so i know we can talk about it you can share with me your experience of how it helps you supports you and helps you clear through some stuck things that you have been facing and let's roll into today's episode my friend welcome to feminine fitness a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. With Regulate, my main question to you because I know you're brain is so beautiful and genius was there any sort of story in the creating of it it like from the beginning when you got the idea of creating a program like regulate <laughs> so like precipice is I was listening to regulate by Warren G and I was like we should have a program <laughs> called regulate because <laughs> this is one of my favorite songs on the planet so it's so funny how like very focused and career driven I am but like most of my programs are like inspired by music that I'm listening to. And I'm like, yes, this, <laughs> like I'll get a feeling and then, or like the song, you know, is something that's be like super nostalgic. And I'm like, yes, this could be like a whole program. But I started doing, um, I mean, I've been doing emotional regulation, you know, processes and learning modalities for many years, but with regulate in particular, last year, 2021 in, I want to say February, I did my first rapid resolution therapy appointment, but I didn't know it was that I thought I was just going for 
therapy appointment who with a therapist who had a lot of tools under his belt like he was certified in hypnotherapy and like several other modalities and uh, was referred by the trauma treatment center that my husband was at for his PTSD and so I had my first appointment with him to work on my PTSD from his PTSD and I walked in there and I was like, I don't, I feel this anger towards him that doesn't feel like it makes sense. And I can't just let it go. Like every time I think about this, it brings up genuine rage inside of my body because he was in a really irrational moment. If you've ever been around somebody who has extreme PTSD for any given period of time, sometimes they're really reasonable and like normal human beings. And sometimes they're wildly unreasonable and like there's a lot of like diffusing that has to happen. So in this particular circumstance, Madison, my daughter calls and she says, um, she says something, but it sounds like she's laughing. And I couldn't like hear what she was saying. I was at a friend's house and everybody was talking outside and it was kind of loud. So I walked away and I realized she's not laughing. She's crying, but like sobbing, like crying inconsolably to the point where I can't tell if somebody is hurting her or if she got hurt, but instantly like mom mode went into mom mode of like, something's wrong with my kid. I got to go. And you know me, like I'm a Virgo. I'm very like even keeled, calm in nature. I'm not a dramatic human being. Unlike your Leo friend. Unlike your Leo friend. Mm -hmm. Okay, you continue. Sometimes I forget your Leo. I'm like, wait, oh yeah. Um, Yeah, so I look at my husband and I was like, we have to go now. Like, you don't, that never comes out of my mouth. And I grab my purse and I run to the car. And he slowly finishes his motherfucking drink and then moseys on out to the car like still to this day I can't understand why I didn't just leave him in my head I was like I wasn't thinking anything to be honest it was just like he needs to be in this car so I can go I can't go without him so I'm waiting I'm looking he's like moseying out to the car and I'm now screaming at him get the fuck in the car and the whole car ride there, I realized she's having her first like full-blown panic attack. And the whole car ride there, he's yelling at me to pull over so he can drive. And I'm like, the fuck? I'm sober. There's no way I'm pulling over this car to let you drive. You're, you've been drinking for hours. There's not a chance. And Madison's hearing him say that. And she's screaming, please don't pull over. Please don't pull over. Like as she's like gasping for air and I'm for the first time figuring out how fast my new Mercedes can go on like back road streets. And I remember muting her so she can't hear me and looking over at him. And I was like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to push you out of this car and I am not coming back for you. I have, and I meant it. Like I would have absolutely done a slow roll, not even a stop and shoved him out of that car. You know, like when you're, ki- you think your kid's in danger you're in mama bear mode. Nothing can keep you from your baby, right? Like we get home and I literally rolled into the driveway and I'm already unbuckling my seat and like barely getting it into park before I jump out. And now he's trying to race me. He's looking at me as if now we're in a competition. So like the rest of the story is kind of irrelevant at this point. It kind of went very similarly and more annoyingly, but I can tell this story now. I can account for every single detail, but I can't access the rage anymore. 
before, if I had told somebody this story, I would have felt that anger boiling inside of me as if it were happening in the moment. And so I went into this therapy session, I'm describing it to him. And he, he's like, do this, this, and this, and like, tell like, give me this symbol and like make this thingy. And like, what do you smell? And I was just like, blah, 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 just like following the instructions. By the end of it, you could have said, I'm going to write you a million dollar check if you could access that rage just one more time. And I couldn't have. And of course, me being me, being so interested in like human behavior and like solving issues, not just trauma, but just the emotions that prevent us from like going from saying, I want this, I want to go there and then actually going there, you know, and like you and I doing network marketing for years, that was the biggest thing. People come in and they're like, I really want this. And you believe them. You could tell they meant it. They all fucking meant it. Yeah. But there was something that was like this invisible barrier that was keeping them from actually going to the thing, which is unconscious mind. And as I started experiencing more of that therapy myself, I knew immediately I had to get certified and that I had to figure out how to use this modality to work with clients. So regulate became... I knew that I was going to create Regulate for a really long time. It was kind of on the shelf. And now I can look back and I can see like why it didn't feel correct to create in the moment that I had the idea. And it sat on the shelf for about seven months. I needed the seven months to get certified, to practice, to get really good at it. And um, then Regulate was my first like digital scalable program where, you know, even the founder of the modality isn't still to this day, I'm actually like now close friends with him. And I'm like trying to convince him to do more like digital programs for, you know, like random people, not just like training and certifying people. But I started asking the question, like, could I do this in like a recorded format so that people don't have to pay for an hour of my time in order? And then there's only so many hours a day that I could like serve a client one-on-one. Could I scale this? Could I put this into a format. So I started practicing with my clients and with people who were in my group coaching programs first to see if I could still have the same exact effect that I was getting with people that I was doing one-on-one. And the answer became yes. It actually was born out of necessity when I was kind of sick one day. And I had a couple clients messaging me with the same exact problem. And I'm like, okay, let me see if I could just create something that I could give to both of them. And then they both win. Everybody's happy. And then I could go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did it and they both got great results and they're like, yes, this is so helpful. And then I started practicing with more and bigger groups in a live format. And then Regulate was the byproduct of me saying like, okay, this works with groups and this works in like a recorded format. And it's my number one selling program. I almost never sell it. And there's sales coming in almost every single day for that program. People just find it. It's like, there's this like inner magnet inside of the program that just like draws people to it. I'm like, I don't even know you or where you came from. But yeah, I first, yeah, love how you tied it to the song. And I absolutely love that the (laughs) inspo came with that. Because the second you put out your stories where it was like, mount up, I was like, I'm buying this because I too am so drawn to music and very similar to what you described where having a situation in your life where going back to that experience and whether it was talking to a friend or I even tried many times talk therapy, holding on to it and that like emotion re-sparking kept just like bringing me back 
and making me feel stuck and how you've described it is helping things clear. And here's a situation for me where when I was pregnant with Bryce, I mean, good grief, I called you first when I was driving and I had left the hospital. I was like, oh my God, like that moment and that like 72 hours and then that leading to, you know, bed rest for the remainder of my pregnancy and then led to a wild experience with this like newborn that screamed all of the time. It wasn't until I did the regulate one that's it was it had to happen this way. Yeah. And I was sitting in that and I actually was like, okay, I've done so many talk therapy. I had even done EMDR through that same situation, but mm-hmm. it still held me back in so many areas of my life because I was constantly comparing myself to pre that traumatic experience happened and post that traumatic experience happens like I could not get past that invisible barrier to move on with my life and like you said it was just like whether ignited a different emotion every time I thought about it every time I talked about it and when I did the the audio in particular that it's it wasn't supposed to happen this way but Mm -hmm. as we'll talk about with the different modalities of rapid resolution therapy that one where it was like it it absolutely had to happen that way in Mm -hmm. order for and then i started connecting all of the dots of like of course it had to happen that way because it saved bryce and of course it had to happen that way because it made jace's pregnancy super smooth and it it helped me seriously clear that Mm -hmm. situation that i have been stuck on for bryce is almost six now can you even believe that for six years and I finally like you said I can tell the story now without being like oh I miss who I was or that changed me or that sucked and even for some of you ladies that have those types of experiences whether they're traumatic and that's where I always was dismissive of my trauma because I was like he's he's here he's a he's a happy healthy little boy like I shouldn't be hanging on to this it just was I think many of us have things that we are hanging on to so deeply that affect our central nervous system that make it so we can never really relax back into life, if that makes sense. Yep. It makes sense. And it's not that it's not that anybody's hanging on to things. And this is the other reason I love rapid resolution therapy, because like all of the ways that like we're taught to think rapid resolution therapy is the opposite. And so like I've had, I just had someone yesterday, um, I created a program similar to regulate called WAP <laughs> again, musically inspired, Love it. Um, but it's wealth alignment patterns and it's using RRT for, um, for money beliefs and money traumas and all of that stuff. So the, one of the women came onto our live call yesterday and she's like, I've done all the things I've done the years of the journaling. I've done years of talk therapy. I did EMDR and like one EMDR can be, can be up to like a six month process. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what we did last week cleared all the shit that I've been clearing, trying to clear in my entire adult life around her money stuff. We did one activation for her live and in seven fucking days, her list, she had a a list of five pages of different like money beliefs that were affecting her and her life. And she's like, 
I got on to have a conversation. She had hired this like spiritual coach to work on like her money traumas with. And she's like, I had nothing to talk about with her. So we just like sat there and caught up. But yeah. we, I tried to go through the list and I was like, none of these are agitating me anymore like they used to be. And that's the thing that I love about rapid resolution therapy is it's truly the opposite. You're not holding on to anything. Nobody's choosing to put a trauma in their hand, close it and keep it. Nobody's consciously making that choice. And we're all walking around feeling like we have to take, I used to be somebody who said this, so I'm like totally calling myself out with the belief that we have to take radical responsibility for where we are and like own it. And I'm like, no, we don't. This shit that's keeping our stuck is nothing that we should take ownership over because it's happening automatically without permission. And it's happening at an unconscious level and we're trying to address it at a conscious level, which is I describe as like trying to walk into a house and turn, if you walk into that house and you grab the switch of a lamp, but you expect a basement light to go on mm. instead. And then you're confused, like, but I turned the switch, the basement light's not on, but you're like on the first floor touching the lamp and you're very confused. And like, you would say to me like, well, Andrea, you have to go down to the basement to turn the basement light on. But most people are trying to turn the basement light on from the upper floor. And they're wondering why it's not working. And they're they're taking radical responsibility and ownership for holding on and just not being able to let go. They couldn't have, no matter how much they wanted to, unless they address it at an unconscious level. And I've I describe rapid resolution therapy as like if NLP and hypnotherapy had a baby and the baby smoked crack. (laughs) That's like what it is. Like it's so fast and so effective. I've, I've never seen or experienced anything like it. The things that we would normally go in for like sessions or years or decades of, of therapy can sometimes happen in this single session. Like it did with me in that very first session, which is why I've been so obsessed with like I mean, like I'm all, I, I, this Saturday, I have like six hours of more training. I'm always in like continued training, trying to get better thinking, like, how can I scale this further? How can I make this like into more like accessible programs in like different niches for people? Because the founder is 75. <laughs> I'm just like, hang on until You're I like, blow I, this I'm next. up. Okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I love that about how rapid resolution therapy has been so different. So, I mean, many ladies who are probably listening right now think of when we say the word therapy or session where they're sitting in an office and you're just supposed to like confess your life story to somebody and how is that going to help? Can you explain to somebody who only has that type of interpretation of therapy how um, RRT is different? I was going to say a little different, but it's radically different from that. not even you might have like one percent of similarity and that's that like you got to show up for the session (laughs) and it's it's because i've benefited from it with your audios and regulate mm -hmm. but is it always meant to be a two-person type of thing or a a technique that you can self-do i wouldn't have been able to answer that question two months ago and then 
I at first thought that it had to be like either someone's on the other side talking to you like and regulate or you're going to do a private session with someone like I did with that first therapist. Um, and I realized that the more that I've become practiced in being a facilitator, the more I actually can do it on myself. And so as I started getting ready to create WAP, it was like my unconscious brought all of the money beliefs that I hadn't addressed yet to the forefront. And I was like, interesting. It was like almost every single day for a week, I was just like getting hit with like an old money belief that was like causing friction in my body. And I was just like, this is interesting. So I started practicing. I've done like a guided, I use my own program sometimes. Sometimes I would go to regulate and I would just listen to my own voice, which is sometimes really weird. But I felt guided not to. And I just turned on some music and I like, played both sides. I played patient and therapist at the same time and it worked. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I feel like I've unlocked a whole new level here. So yes, you, I, you can do it for yourself as you go on. And some of the things that you learn aren't always, some of the things you can use like symbolism, unconscious really responds to symbolism and you don't have to get into slower brainwave states. Like sometimes I'll cause you in the recording to get into slower brainwave states because that's when you can kind of like, you can clear the old information and you can install like new commands or new information that would be more useful to someone. But some of the symbolism that I teach people how to use, like I'm going to do a new one where it's how do you, um, um, how do you work with um, like what's the word isn't coming to me, uh, like an unhelpful thought, but there's like the correct term for it. Like intrusive. Intrusive. intrusive thank you. Yeah. We, we are so in sync with each other, even years after not zooming with each other for so long. Cause I used to, you'd always, used to always be, what's that word? And I would come in and be like, it's this Andrea. And you're like, yeah, I forgot. That was like a game of ours for a long time. I'm like, guess the word I'm trying to think. And you always knew. Serious. <laughs> That was a game for a while. But intrusive thoughts. <laughs> I yes, I have them all yeah. the time. Like ever yeah. since becoming a mom. Did did becoming a mom literally change my brain? I think it did. Uh, I have no idea what the answer to that is, but I just from personal experience, I would assume yes, because like giving birth, well, yes, it has to now that I think about it from like an unconscious perspective, because now unconscious is like constantly perceiving offspring. Mm-hmm. And when you're sleeping, that's why we wake up to like the subtlest cry, mm-hmm. but like your husband snoring his ass off and you can sleep through it because yeah. your unconscious is like, they're fine. They can take care of yeah. themselves. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> but, but you'll wake up to like the subtlest cry from um, your child. So unconscious like does start to change like brain dynamic and is always perceiving if offspring is like, okay and safe, even when you're sleeping. So yes, it had to have. Yeah. yeah. With in, did you have anything more with intrusive thoughts like creating one with intrusive thoughts? Yeah, well, here I'll give you guys like a, a helpful kind of visualization with intrusive thoughts. <clears throat> one of them, this one's my favorite. So, this one I, I learned and modified a, to make it like a little bit sexier and more fun from my therapist, and that was to imagine that as a first of all, let me explain a thought and like where it comes from. Most people are owning our thoughts as if they're ours. And the RRT perspective is that's not true. We have thoughts, but our thoughts are not us. And so I wish that I had known that 
sooner because I would take them as I would own them like they were identity. And then I would like shame myself for them. And then just the simple act of shaming myself for them attracts another similar thought and another similar thought and another similar thought. So then you're sitting here or feeling like you're almost drowning in sometimes like anxiety. And that's what can often lead to a full-blown panic attack is like that, like the initial thought you own in fear. Mm -hmm. And then the sensation of fear causes discomfort in the body that people would identify as anxiety. And then we're fearing our own sensations. And then unconscious mind perceives like if we're afraid, there must be a lion. Right. And if we fear the sensation even more, unconscious mind perceives there must be another lion. And so when unconscious mind is perceiving one lion and then two lions, unconscious mind is now flooding body with tons of energy to make you strong, focused, and fast. <laughs> and but not smart. <laughs> right. So we start getting dumber literally because blood starts flowing from brain to arms and legs. We stop prioritizing digestion. We stop prioritizing um, uh, creativity and intuition and strategy. And we get hyper-focused on one thing, which is threat. And in this case, the threat is sensation in the body. The threat is what we would identify as anxiety, which then can progress into full-blown panic. So unconscious mind doesn't understand a threat of self. Like it doesn't compute that information. It only computes external threat. So if it thinks you're feeling afraid, there has to be external threat. There has to be lion. There has to be intruder. There has to be like something that could compromise survival. Therefore more sensation, more sensation. And when you're in full bone anxiety or like panic attack, the perception is you're getting weaker. It feels like you're getting weaker, but the truth is you are getting much, much stronger. You all of a sudden have all of the strength to where if you had to run fast, you could run faster than you think you could. And I think a lot of people who have done any sort of like research on like the fight or flight state probably have like an awareness of that, but it does not feel like that at all. It very much feels like you're arms are getting weaker. I have this memory of when I was a little kid of swimming uh, off of the dock in the Puget Sound. I grew up in Seattle and I saw a huge school of jellyfish swimming towards me. And I was like, oh shit. So I'm like doggy paddling as fast as I can. I'm probably like seven, eight, nine or something like that at that age. And my dad is special forces. So my dad is like, oh, we're going to make everything a lesson and we're going to make you really strong and really smart. <laughs> so my dad's seeing me panic that the school of jellyfish are swimming towards me. I don't want to get stung. I'm terrified now. Unconscious mind is flooding more strength to my body to make me to be able to swim very fast, but I don't feel strong at all. And I'm looking at him like, just reaching my hand up, like, dad, please pull me out of this water. They're going to sting me. And my dad's like, you can do it. And he's just staring at me. And of course, like, I think that they're going to kill me. And my dad's, I'm sure, aware of like how far they really are away from me. And if they got close enough, I'm sure he would have grabbed my hand and pulled me out and wouldn't have let them sting me. But in this moment, I'm looking at him like, he's going to let them sting me. <laughs> this is going to be a lesson. That was my childhood. Like, um, no pain, no gain type of childhood. And he's like, nope 
you got it. And so I'm trying so hard to push myself up that I don't believe that I can. And then finally I am able to access all of that strength that I didn't believe that I had because previous to that day, I could not push myself up on the dock. Mm. I had to go get to the ladder, but then I realized like, oh, I am stronger in this moment. I did have enough strength because of fight or flight, but it never feels that way. So people are walking around in this perpetual state of anxiety, feeling very weak all the time, almost every day in the world that we live in. So that's kind of what's happening. And I actually start to see people already feel better with like anxiousness and intrusive thoughts, just having an awareness of what's happening because nobody knows. Nobody knows that like our unconscious mind is perceiving our own sensation as the threat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just that alone starts to like open up. Um, It's so funny. I was like, I think I was going to record this today. Anyway, I'm just going to have to chop up this recording and put this into regulate. So here's how you can start to work with it is when the sensation is at the smallest, this is the most useful. If you're in full-blown panic attack, this isn't going to be helpful to you. So it's better when lion is one and lion is small Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be able to do this right away. And that is to notice the thought and recognize that I have a thought. This thought is not me. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. And I like to separate unconscious mind as if it's like a small, silly child, like a three-year-old comes up to you and they tell you the craziest stories, right? And you just listen and you're like, that's adorable. And, you know, you don't think anything of it, but like, sometimes they're telling you a story and you're like, it seems like you really just went to battle with like your transformer or something like that. Like they're really in it. Right. And you're just like laughing at them and you're like, this is so cute. You really think you're battling a transformer. Right. Okay. So we can start to take like, especially I know your audience is, is mostly mothers. Like imagine how you would talk to your three-year-old if they were saying like, mom, like he's going to get me. And you're like, oh no, you better run fast. And yeah. like you're playing with a three-year-old. Same with yourself. Like, oh no, that's so funny. You're adorable. The second that you bring like humor into it, you begin to minimize it and line actually gets smaller in that yeah. moment. Yeah. So then you can use another little piece of humor, which is to imagine that the thought is a fork. And so you're imagining that you're in your favorite restaurant or a restaurant that you've always wanted to go to. Let's say it's a a restaurant you've never been to, but always wanted to go to. And it is super bougie. You're going to have the best meal of your life. And there's this place in like Copenhagen that I've been dying to go to my whole life. They serve you moss. And I saw it on the food channel and they eat the moss and it seems like they're having an orgasm eating moss. And I'm like, I don't get it, but I have to have the moss. (laughs) So I'm like imagining myself with like, I have my bowl. My mouth is like watering, thinking about moss. So, um, So you're looking down and you have this like delicious meal, whatever it is for you, but you have like every size of fork that you could possibly imagine, every size of knife that you could possibly imagine, every size of spoon that you could possibly imagine. Like you have way too many utensils that you'll never use. And then you look at your waiter, but the waiter is uncomfortably attractive. Okay. Like super sexy, very whoppy. <laughs> <As> <laughs> I, would, I would say with my friends. 
<laughs> like straight up WAP server. <laughs> so you're looking at them coming up to you and they have another set of silverware in their hand, another fork. And you're like, I don't know how to tell, like I'm attracted to men. So like insert like whoever you're attracted to. But so I'm like, I don't know how to tell him, but I don't need like another fork. And so you're like imagining him walking up to you. He's like getting ready to hand you this fork. And you're just like, thanks for thinking of me, cutie. But I don't need another fork. No, thank you. That fork is unnecessary. That's an unnecessary fork. And then you see hot waiter turn around and you get to appreciate the view as they're on the way back to the kitchen. <laughs> so I can come back, come back. Jack, okay, come, come back. back. Come right? back, Jack. So, <laughs> I love that you gave him a name already. So you're like <laughs> walk, walking waiter walk away with this unnecessary fork and then you replace it with, thank you for the unnecessary thought and see waiter also walking away with unnecessary thoughts. So now you've brought humor into it, but unconscious mind thinks that if you can think it, it must be happening now. So unconscious is perceiving you're actually with hot waiter. Yeah. Actually with hot waiter instead of fret. And now all of a sudden, most of the time, tiger's gone or it's like the size of pepper. The last little tip that's coming to mind for me is if you still feel this sensation of like, it feels smaller, but it's not gone. The another like layer, I like to consider um, like rapid resolution therapy techniques as um, sometimes keys, like one key unlocks this layer, but you might need another key to unlock this layer. So it doesn't mean it worked. It means that one unlocked this layer and we just have one more little layer underneath. Sometimes that happens. So if you have one little layer left, you can also close your eyes and like imagine that you're a bird and you you're looking in front of you at this thing that's like causing you discomfort or frustration. You could look at the thought, you could imagine, um, you could imagine like the sensation that you're feeling as like almost like a dead patch of grass. And, or if it's like a frustration with uh, somebody that, you know, you could like see them, but be bird and then take off mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then fly so high the the dead patch of grass is almost like you're on an airplane but all you can see is green now because the dead patch of grass is so small or that person is so small that now they're like a grain of pepper and they're so small that you couldn't even possibly see like a facial like an identifying you know facial markers or like physical markers they just look like pepper unconscious mind doesn't perceive pepper as threat <laughs> unconscious mind doesn't perceive like big patch of grass as threat so the more that you zoom out, the smaller it gets, the more that you zoom in, the bigger it gets. The only time we want to use the zoom in method is we want to, when we want to feel something more like pleasure, satisfaction, bliss. That's when we zoom in on like the bite of food that's the most orgasmic bite of food that we've ever had. And we just like zoom in and like really appreciate and like feel that sensation. But most people are zooming in. Most people mm. do this backwards. They zoom yeah. in on the shit that um, you're not doing that on purpose. Unconscious mind zooms in because unconscious mind gets very, very narrowly focused on perceived threat. And that yeah. works for us if there's a real intruder, but most of the time there's not. Yeah, and so. I have like the perfect example of this. I think so many ladies on here can, can at least tap into having some sort of intrusive, irrational thought as 
a mom. And last summer, the one that kept replaying in my head was when we would be taking the boat out and we'd have to take the boat down and I'd be on the boat, Sean and the boys were in the truck, and I would have this vivid visualization of, you know, like the truck going backward into the water, the truck filling up with water and the kids drowning. And like, I was helpless on the pontoon, like I can't help this. But just like you said, when I started recognizing that this is an intrusive thought. And then I started adding some humor to it just because that type of mm-hmm. that type of talk through of it really did help does help me clear it in your explanation as to why and not just it's not just shoving it aside. But I really added the humor of, oh, my gosh, well, the lake doesn't get deep or like waist deep until we're feet out. So, oh, I'm just going to have to grab our little flamingo pool floaty, hop in off the pontoon, let the pontoon float out to sea, and the kids will hop on the flamingo floaty with me and then we'll paddle back to the pontoon, right? Because it's only only up to our waist. And even just getting that far into it has helped those types of intrusive thoughts like as as they just pop up because like ladies you guys listening when you have those intrusive thoughts and those intrusive thoughts create a trigger stress response in your body i don't know if you heard andrea say this but your your body responds as if it's actually happening and holding on to that type of stress and triggers i mean affects digestion mood energy emotion how you react when you know a cabinet gets shut and it's really not that big a deal but you like spaz if your system is always living in this like fight or flight stressed out space i mean it can impact a lot of things in life from weight loss energy mood emotion sex drive like it's it's so important to focus on this aspect of your mental health because it is a part of that but this goes deeper this is it regulate is into the center central nervous system of my body and for those of you like who have never heard of this type of therapy it is a very you you may hop in to regulate and you can do and listen to regulate just as easy as you are listening to this podcast now that's how like effortless and effortless isn't the word that i'm looking for accessible how accessible Mm -hmm. this is for you and i know i live in the small town in the midwest i do not even have a clue where anybody near me would be certified with rapid resolution therapy and like with finances and stuff like that this is a tool that is so accessible to so Mm -hmm. many of us that can have a big impact to help you genuinely clear stuff that has just been you've been stuck on for years i was stuck on my own for six years right Mm -hmm. and like you said it may just be a layer like it may come back up again where i have to work another layer with it but i'm i've seen the benefits of it so much i'm like i will work on that next layer because it did Mm -hmm. feel so freeing i got that positive response after um really working through it and that's why most people don't want to go to therapy is they're like, I don't see an end in sight though. And mm-hmm. so for us doing this, you actually do physically feel different right away. Yeah. And you get that sense of it's satisfaction. Wild. Like you're saying, like you get that reward and you're like, oh, so I could do that again. And most of the episodes are like under 30 minutes. So, you know, you could 
depending on the episode, some of them you could li- just listen to while you're in the car. Some of them you would need to like be in a quiet space and actually put some, give yourself a little bit of solitude depending on like what modality or tools I'm using in that, in that episode. But you're right. It's not accessible for most people to be able to like go into an office and have that private therapy session. And the, for a single session with a therapist that I work with, it's $400 mm-hmm. for one session to mm-hmm. address one thing, like regulate, you know, is the price of a session. Yeah. I say that because I'm like, price is going up soon. Yeah. We're, <laughs> seriously, friends, I've got a link for you. The link will be in the show notes. Absolutely. 100%. Like it, and it really is what I what I want to you ladies listening to to hear from this is this is like your one step that you could take and try. And I didn't even know some of the things that I've cleared or the thought patterns that have just always been in. And I love how the different modalities make it a different experience with each audio. You know what I mean? Because it's not like with rapid resolution therapy, it's like you go from a, B, C, D in every single session. I love the different the differences between each audio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I absolutely love this program. And thank you so much for coming on here and talking to the ladies about it. I will leave all of the information to it and for it in the show notes of this, but you guys can always DM me on IG and make sure you follow Andrea. I will leave all of her links and information down in the show notes as well. I always want to say like link in bio, but we're on podcasting here. (laughs) It's in the show notes, friends, but thanks for hopping on today. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love you, friend. Love you more. Because do you remember when you came to visit me when Bryce was like a teeny tiny baby? I was such a shell of a person at that point. Like I remember being like, I'm scared for Andrea to see me like this because I had so much of that stuff going on, like mentally, emotionally, physically. And over time, I was like, okay, I'm going to get into therapy, been on and off medication throughout that but I think holding on and, and when your body just sits with stress, fight or flight all the time, I yeah. felt like I feel like I'm a shell of who I am. But the inside was just like either a mess or empty or whatever it was where learning these techniques and I use them frequently, like I'm opening up my app and like Andrea said, in some of them you're sitting or you're you're wanting to be like by yourself. But I remember when uh, I was kind of opening up a lot about my struggles and so many people just kept saying meditation. But with meditation, I would do meditation almost daily, like Bryce would go down for a nap and I'd open meditation, but I felt I still felt like garbage after. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of hesitant. I wasn't hesitant with regulate, but I didn't know that I was going to experience that clear, that clearing after Mm -hmm. even just the first audio. I mean, the money one has been a huge thing for me personally, too, where it's like as a mom, I wasn't working in my business as much as I was. And I haven't had that experience of like, I've worked less and made more. I've seen income drop. And that was starting to create so much fight or flight within me. Mm -hmm. Right. And as we know, more money is not attracted to that type of energy. And when Mm -hmm. I've really dug into the the money one, I feel so free with my relationship with money now. And I'm not making more. Do you know what I mean? Like, and to me, I never would have thought like, oh, 
uh, that feeling will go away when I make more or when Bryce is six. You know what I mean? Like when he was a baby, I'm like, oh, when he's older, this will just poof, go away. All these feelings and traumas and and, and energy, energy I'm storing in my body. But really, Regulate has created the different pathways and what's going on subconsciously through the modalities. And like, I just know it's creating new patterns in my brain. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So as as we've said already, thank you so much for coming on. And you ladies can check out Regulate in the show notes.